Business Sessions with Enterprise Nation. I am your host, Emily Chiswell. Thank you very much for joining us this week. This is just one of the ways that we showcase the absolute brilliance of our members. Uh, And we've got some seriously special ones going on at the moment, courtesy of our Festival of Female Entrepreneurs, which happened in Bristol a couple of weeks or so ago. Room stuffed full of people doing inspiring things, so we thought it was only right that we made the most of getting really stuck into the stories that were happening there. This week, organic baby food with a bit of an extra ethical spin on it. So the founder of Piccolo Foods, Kat, has actually got a background in food herself, although this has a slightly different twist on it, um, and was one of this year's runners-up in the Enterprise Nation Female Entrepreneur of the Year competition at this year's festival. Uh, so, Kat, I meet you at the Festival of Female Entrepreneurs. This is rather delightful sitting out here in the sunshine. Gorgeous. I know, ridiculous in October. Um, how do you introduce introduce yourself? Tell me what you do in a nutshell. I make baby food in a very ethical kind of way. I was going to say, there's more to it than that, I know. <laughs> Definitely. Tell me a bit more about that slant of it. So, uh, my background is I was head of slow food in the UK, which fights fast food, junk food, food that isn't clean and fair. And so, um, in my baby food brand, which is called Piccolo... It is sourced ethically. It's small, independent family farms. Nice. Um, And we also have quite a strong social DNA. So we give 10% of all profit back to food education with the National Childbirth Trust, which is the largest parenting organization in the UK for new parents. So supporting the first 1,000 days of... Yeah, of becoming a parent, of having a baby in your life. So, um, yeah, I wanted to bring something to the baby food shelf that gives back. So not just a food commodity. And it's totally different. I mean, totally different from anything out there. It 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 looks different. It also looks different. It's quite a natural, um, the whole packaging and the brand, the creative around it. In fact, my I have two co-founders one who's a nutritionist and the other is our head creative um, it feels all those ethics it's quite a team where i'm all about team the you really feel our our values and our ethics within the branding yeah you get a real sense of who you are i guess and that's the well that's what we're hearing i mean that's what we hoped but that's what we're hearing from people who write to us who buy our product it's it's been really exciting for us that, that parents get what we wanted them to get about our values actually straight from the packaging. That has been quite interesting because uh, obviously we've been in the market about six months. So wow. it's only it's only six months that we've been hearing back from customers. And, uh, so reaffirming for it's you exciting. at that stage. Well, I knew he was right. I, uh, Kane's um, background, our head creative, is with Itsu and Metcalf. We kind of heard about tonight. So sure. he's, he knew he's how to break. The yeah, he's, he, <laughs> he's, he's pretty good. So Dal, tell me, how on earth did you guys come together to set this up? Give us a little bit of a backstory about how oh, it came sure, about. Oh, sure, sure. Well, first of all, I have mentors myself. So uh, I had mentors who come from the food, really the food industry, and make a difference in food education world. And they said, you know, Kat, you are amazing, but you're not amazing at certain things. You can do this, but I'm telling you, you can do this if it's the right team. And I knew they were right. Good mentors. And so, totally. And uh, Prue Leith is my mentor, actually. Oh, and wow, she's always nice. said, you don't need to be perfect. She's an investor in, in Piccolo, but we've known each other for years. And, you know, obviously having artistic skills and being a nutritionist and especially, you know, you need to be a nutritionist in infant feeding. It's quite yeah, a specific. specialized skill. Yeah. So I actually approached Escape the City oh, yeah. because through my slow food network, it was a little bit more like artisan food producers, chefs, so not a baby food line that could actually be 
listed in the supermarkets. I needed a different kind of contact base. And actually through Escape the City, I met, I, I was able to find most of my team. Amazing. Yeah, and That's then we so all, well, well, you know, they left their jobs and, and we're, st- we're still together now two years later. So first we, you know, we spent two years building the brand, making sure it looked the way we wanted to, taste the way we wanted to first, looking for the right partners on the supply chain, which is kind of the most difficult thing within Baby, uh, as we were hearing about today at this event. It's so important to have that right manufacturing partner. Um, so Alice and I, our nutritionists, spent a lot of time sourcing the ingredients and finding the right manufacturing partner. So, yeah, so here we are. And we launched six months ago. Yeah. God, it's so exciting. It's so oh, exciting. It's, it's quite nerve-wracking. <laughs> it's quite nerve-wracking because we're launching into... Actually, we started with Weight Rose, and now we're launching into Asda on Monday. Wow. So we started with a range of six, and now we have 16 on Monday so I, I'm Hold really I've been, check, I've been checking during the festival we have 100% vegetables coming out so that is much harder to do than fruit so getting a product that tastes amazing that's full of of course delicious leeks courgette spinach etc but it you know it's less sweet you really have to make it taste delicious but it's it's a greeny kind of taste and so we really are excited about how um babies are going to react to that of course we've had a lot of babies and parents taste uh, our vegetable blends before bringing them to the market but you know to take it nationwide and like 800 stores between Asda and Weight Rose is going to be, you know, much more of a, a survey group on our vegetables. It's going to be feedback times a million. It's going to be feedback times a million across the country. And that's what we do do is that, you know, we're based in London, but, you know, Alice is from Scotland and we talk to parents across the country. You so have that's, to that's, with what you're yeah, doing, I yeah, guess. I mean, it's, it's necessity. Yeah, it is interesting, though, because we see, we have some products with oats and they're really popular in the north and Scotland. So we, we it's kind of funny that even within baby food, you see certain trends between the like north and the south. Blood. Yeah, it's in your blood. So we sold out in beetroot, you know, flavor in um, you know South England, and then in Manchester in the north, like the raspberry oats been flying, and we we're like, hmm. Wow. So, uh, That's our, so funny our... to see the real, like the real. Turnout yeah, of it. yeah, that was quite interesting. Different choice of parents in, in yeah. different parts of the country, which is you know you think that could play out in certain food groups when you're an adult, but it it, it plays out in parents' decision making on what they're going to feed their six month old. So the reality, yeah, bizarre. Um, Kat, tell me challenges. What have you found the most challenging thing with Piccolo? What's been the biggest couple of hurdles for you guys? Well, um, quite frankly, I am the black sheep of the team in the sense that I come... My background is United Nations and Slow Food, which are both non-profit. Like, the KPIs are not commercial. The KPIs are either, you know, teaching kids about, about food or, in the UN, more to do with, like, global food policy. Right. This is quite commercial. Yeah. I had a, a recent experience, a certain retailer who loves the brand. We There's only so much we can squeeze the price because we're working with independent farms. Um, so there's a lot of values and ethics, but it means that commercially it's a certain can get to a certain price so um the balance of those two yeah, worlds it, i guess we're, we're going to be offering it across the country in every supermarket but it we also need to time that out like i said our we have a great partner however you know to make that amount of product with us just to go from weight rows and start to really have to scale it up in volume it's better to do that over somewhat of a, a steady pace rather than like a huge like jump 
so we have been we've been working closely with with the with the farmers and the manufacturer yeah so i guess it's that thing of juggling the different parties that are involved in yeah. in your supply yeah. chain well yeah really, i mean if it? i run out of zucchini i'm not going to make the 100% veg i won't be able to get it into the supermarket like we have to do a lot of forecasting and it's you know as you can imagine it's been an interesting time to be making a food product just with everything that's been happening in europe etc so <laughs> don't so, mention it that we buy a lot of dairy from somerset for example and uh you know for us it's about the story of every producer that we're purchasing from and just making sure that they have a sustainable livelihood and because just that's what my background is in the united nations it's just much more difficult to do in a lot of supermarkets rather than like you know, Malfi Street Market in London. It's it's a different game on the numbers. It's almost like a different business, I imagine. It's like yeah, it's a completely different. Yeah, it's strand. not very like, slow food. Was a little bit. It was more, you know, street food markets. Yeah, not so mass. Yeah. Um, Kat, tell me advice. If you were to offer advice or advice that you wish you'd been given when you started this out, what sort of nugget would be a good one to give yourself? I, I would go back to the team, which you know is what Prue and my my other mentor. Uh, Craig told me is, you know, you can't be everything and entrepreneurs who there's a few entrepreneurs who can be everything, but only for so long. It's just, there's too many different skill set. And we, we, we listened to that today. You have quite artistic type of entrepreneurs who maybe don't have the management skills. And I think it's about recognizing that early on. I mean, my, the team really know my weaknesses. I know theirs. And um, I'm really grateful that we've been on this journey together for, for two years. It's been much more exciting bringing it to market and having a shared consensus around what to do when problems arise rather than, you know, just be me. Totally, I can completely... I can be irrational and Italian about things and I need that, like, Scottish sensibility of Alice and then Kane is from Malta and he brings, like, he always quite a positive vibe, sunny vibe. So we're a good trio. Good team. Um, last question, uh, superpower. If you were to choose a superpower for your business that would help Piccolo or do something that you're really in much need of, what would you... Oh, terribly loud. Well, that goes perfect because I would say speed. <laughs> Amazing. I would say speed. The revving Porsche yeah. did us perfect. Yeah, they? I'd say speed because you you need to take opportunities when they come to you. But um, sometimes, like I said, the this, this speeding up when there's an opportunity can also be... It's exciting if you can do it really fast, but uh, that's particularly hard in a young company. And, and you, you heard about that today from different founders. Like they weren't expecting certain growth, and then you have to speed up or you lose the opportunity. But then you could have other negative things about it. Um, so I think we're going to go. Yeah, speed is a superpower. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. And with added sound effect, as I was unplanned, it's pretty amazing timing, wasn't it? Uh, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed your dip into the small business sessions this week, live from our Festival of Female Entrepreneurs. Um, if you run a brilliant small business and you want to feature on one of these, head to our website, enterprisenation.com, and you can find out a little bit more about us and how to get involved in this. It's just one of the benefits of being a member with us. There's hordes of different other ones, depending on what sort of membership suits you best, really. There's expert business advice we host meetups exchange series events on specific industries exclusive discounts ebooks whole load of stuff enterprisenation.com to check that out also if you want a little bit more inspiration or fancy a few more of these in your ears you can subscribe to us on itunes just search for the small business sessions next week actually it's quite an exciting one it was our first ever live podcast it was recorded 
live, funnily enough, at the Festival of Female Entrepreneurs, chatting to the founder of a website set up for women over 40 to be a community, to share stories, to share tips, give each other advice, just come together really in one place. So make sure you join us for that. The next small business session, we'll see you then.